Good morning. How are you? Yeah, this morning, uh, when I saw the rains fall, I said, I need my pullover because it will be cold. But then, somehow along the way, I felt very uncomfortable putting on. I didn't find the pullover, so I put on a jacket and then I said, ah, let me leave it. And as uh, we were praising there and worshipping, I was asking myself, why are we not sweating? Praise the Lord. <laughs> so in other words, I was just saying that uh, we need to praise God to a point that we begin to sweat and put aside our coat. Praise the Lord. So how many are happy that it's raining in this place? So that's a challenge to our uh, worship team. Next Friday, we need a special package. Praise the Lord. May we sit down, please. Honestly speaking, this reminds me of my home. And so I'm very, 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 very comfortable when I experience this kind of weather. It's very good. Uh, I've been challenged right from the time the worship was going on because I realized that uh, there were several things that we had in common uh, with the songs that were being sung this morning and it was really encouraging to me because I felt uh, very much lifted. Uh, before we start, I'll just pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you this morning because of the beautiful day that you have given us. Father, I want to commit every soul that is under this roof this morning. I pray for a special touch upon their lives, Lord. Father, I don't know what people had purpose this morning. I don't know what they were expecting from you this morning. But you know their hearts better than I do. And so I invite you, Lord, to minister to your own people, that they may receive that which you have purposed for them in this day. We glorify your name and we adore it, Lord. We lift your name high above every other name this morning because the name of Jesus is powerful. We thank you for what you are about to do in our lives, Lord. We thank you for what you have already done in our lives, Lord. We thank you for what you are planning to do in our lives, Lord. Thank you for the week that has been, Lord. And so we give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. When I was growing up, I was told of a story of two close friends. They lived uh, across a river. And so... Each day they used to visit one another. So friend A would come to visit B and B would also visit A. And for the time they would be together, they never used to realize the time was flying. So there was this one day that one of them visited the other and they continued fellowshipping all through until late in the night. 
And because they respected their own homes, uh, the other one, who, who was the host, said, I'll, I'll escort you to your home. And they continued to chat as they went. So they reached the gate of A, and they continued again to fellowship at the gate as if things were not ending. And A said, oh, let me escort you again to your place. They continued to fellowship and reached the gate of B. And as they continued, B said, oh, let me escort you to your place. So soon they realized that the, the roasters, you know, they are very prompt in the morning. The roasters who are now alerting people that it's time to start thinking of the next day. So, in essence, their fellowship continued to a point. They ended up seeing the next day without sleeping. Praise the Lord. This is the kind of fellowship that is so amazing. That you long to be with your friend for as long as you can see that friend. And I want us to turn our Bibles to the book of Genesis. Chapter 5. Verse 21. The Bible says, and Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Matsela. Verse 22, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Matsela three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty-five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Praise the Lord. Essentially, this is what was happening in the life of Enoch and God. God would come and fellowship with Enoch. And they would walk together. But on this particular day, something unique happened. God. Excuse me to use this. God was holding the hand of Enoch and accidentally he crossed the gate and since Enoch saw some things that he should not come and declare praise the Lord since Enoch crossed the boundary where he cannot come back he disappeared praise the Lord out of a close fellowship with God Enoch was no more. Those who were expecting to see him, they could not see him. And because they were not seeing God physically, they did not understand. And so the record is that he was no more. Praise the Lord. Now, in the present day, physicists are troubling themselves so much 
We all know when you put a magnet there next to a, a, a ferrous material, it will be attracted. And that is a common sense thing. But somebody is troubling himself to explain what exactly is being exchanged between these two. And so, because he's confused, he says, let us call them bosons. So he says, wherever there is any two forces acting, there must be some particle exchange which is being called a boson. Man cannot understand the boson between God and you. They can only see the effect of that boson. The effect in the life of Enoch was that Enoch disappeared. Because God loved him so much. A close fellowship with Enoch. God desired, let me just have this man where I am so that I don't go visiting him every time. Praise the Lord. We are talking about intimacy with God. Having an intimate relationship with God. One that is founded on a very strong bond that cannot be broken. If you turn to the book of Second Kings, Second Kings, let's start from verse 10. Uh, chapter 2, it, it, sorry. Uh, no, it's first, it's Second Kings, chapter 2, verse 10. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken... From thee, it shall be so unto thee, but if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a wheel, wind into heaven. Praise the Lord. Here is another man again who loved God. He was close to God. He served God out of sincerity of his heart. And there came a time now God wanted him back home. The Bible tells us that those who are close to him, the Elishas and the other prophets, they began to sense something in the spirit. Until some of them were able to realize this man is not going to be with us. God is going to take him. Elisha, among the many friends, decided, whenever that is going to happen, I'll be there to witness. And so, he hung on to Elijah so much. Throughout my Christian life, I've been privileged to relate to men of God. People who are committed to God. People who have laid their lives into prayer. They have committed their lives into prayer. And I can tell you, my life has always been impacted by their lives. When you stay close to somebody who is prayerful, 
When you stay to some, close to somebody who loves God with a sincerity from deep within, your life must have, his life must have impact on your life. That is why it is important for you to choose your friends wisely. That is why it is important for you not to miss fellowship. That's why the Bible says, let it not be your habit. Let it not be your habit to absent yourself unnecessarily from the fellowship of brethren. Because there is a boson, praise the Lord. There is a boson that is being exchanged. And this boson moves from God and it enters you. That particle causes you to start moving. I'm just referring to it as a particle. It is not a particle. Praise the Lord. What comes from God and enters you will definitely have an impact in your life. Elisha discovered this secret. For the short time, for the short time he had been with, Eli, uh, with Elijah, he realized there was something happening in his life. And he purposed in his mind that this is the place to be. In fact, from the time Elijah just touched him with a cloak, something happened in the life of Elisha. He said, My Lord, let me go back and say bye to everything. He said he was going to say bye to his parents. But this man had other ideas. When he went back, he slaughtered everything that would have pulled him back. Praise the Lord. Because something was being exchanged. Something was stirring his life. He felt, where this man is going, that's where I want to be. The fellowship this man has had with God, that's the right fellowship I have desired to have. There was such an emptiness in his life, he felt, all the years that I've wasted, I think I've found a solution. So he moved close to Elisha and they worked together. And it came to pass, Elisha realized, this man has discovered something. He tried to shake him off. He walked to Jordan. He went to other places. But the man was just there. How many of you have reared chicken? Do you know that small, small insect? The white one. Praise the Lord. I love that animal. When that insect enters your ear, how do you feel? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Your ear becomes red because you are always... It can't come out. It's inside there. And it doesn't stay. It keeps moving inside. So you just see somebody on the street doing like this. You wonder what is happening. But the trick that animal has discovered... Once you go inside, you are safe. The person, your host can never abandon you. Praise the Lord. I pray that you become that insect this morning. Get into the presence of God and stick there. No matter what the storms, the storms that will come, if they try to shake you off, they find you inside. Praise the Lord. They find you hidden inside. All you can do is just to wriggle there and celebrate in the joy of the Lord. 
Just feel His goodness. It's not necessary to be asking for things every time. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it's just good to go and sit there. Sometimes I look at my children and I wonder. Because they just come running. Daddy, daddy, daddy. As I'm, as I'm a mature person, I'm expecting them to tell me this and this and this. But they just, daddy, daddy, daddy. And then they hold me. Then they stay there. And you just see somebody now relaxed. Praise the Lord. That we may be like those children. Learn to relax in the presence of God. That fellowship He wants with you is far much important than the things we run for. We waste so much time asking for many things. But the intimacy that you create with God is the solution to everything. In a short while, we'll discover that when you have a close relationship with God, actually, you are indistinguishable with God. Let's go back to Genesis, where all these things began. Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to go very fast over some verses. I'll just quote them. I want you to take note of this. Verse 4. And God saw the light that it was good. Hallelujah. Verse 10. Sorry, I'm not reading the whole verse. Verse 10. And God called the dry land earth and gathering and the gathering together of the waters called the seas. And God saw that it was. Verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself, after his kind. And God, and God saw it was, verse 18, and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was, verse 21, After their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was. Verse 25. The creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was. Six times God saw it was. Six times God saw it was. But let us see verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And that evening and the morning were the sixth day. What happened to the sixth day? What 
crowned the very the good to be very good. Verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish and the sea and over the fowl and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he man. He, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. I want to, state this, to make this statement. It was not, it was not the order to dominate over his creation that made God to crown everything as very good. It was the creation of man with the express purpose of fellowship with God that made him feel, now my work is complete. It was that God looked at everything he had created and he saw among us all those things, there was a being to whom he could relate. Praise the Lord. That is why he turned around and said, Now it is very good. Everything was good. But when man came in, a man he could fellowship with, a man he could interact with, a man he could commune with, then he said, Now this is the crown of my creation. Praise the Lord. said, It is very good. For that reason, were we created that we may bring pleasure to God by way of fellowshipping with Him. Praise the Lord. This morning, we are talking about intimacy with God. That is where it all began. Relating with God in an intimate way. That's the design of God for you and for me. Now, we, when we read the, uh, Genesis chapter 1, our mind always goes to the fall of man. Every time we go to the fall of man. But there are other good things in this chapter, brethren. There are interesting things that God was communicating with us. Chapter 3, verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. The statement, the good thing I have picked there, is that God was visiting Adams. The Adams were never alone. Praise the Lord. God will purpose every time when it is cool in the day. He will come to fellowship with them. Because that is the purpose for which he created them. He wanted to have close fellowship with them. 
And he chose the best time of the day to come and fellowship with them. This was an intimate relationship. Every time he would come there. But on this particular day, he was disappointed. I don't know how many of us have disappointed God. When you reflect over your life, you begin to think about your own life. I don't know how you feel about your relationship with God. How closely are you relating with God? Have you fallen away from His presence? Have you slid? Are you on the wrong tracks? Our Father requires that fellowship from you. He wants to fellowship with you. Praise the Lord. And ever since man fell, God has always been working on this design to restore man. And I love the way the words were used here. Restoring. Praise the Lord. God has been working on a program to restore you to himself. As I speak to us, I'm very conscious that people born again, people far above, far high in the salvation here. I'm also conscious there are people who may never have committed their life to God. But what I'm talking about is a relationship with God. It is not an event. It is a lifestyle. Somebody put it that way. Praise the Lord. It is something that is progressive. It starts somewhere and continues on and on for eternity. Praise the Lord. That is what God had started in the Garden of Eden. We may have been born again somewhere, but along the line we find our fellowship is not that smooth. Praise the Lord. That is why we have got to debate whether to come for prayer, intercession prayer or not. That is why we debate whether it is raining too heavily or not in order to decide whether we are coming for fellowship or not. Praise the Lord. That decision ought not to be there. That debate ought not to be there in our lives. The moment you start interacting with somebody closely, you don't mind the distance. Praise the Lord. Uh, sisters, can you look at the, this man? I said, look at them. Sisters, if you are sitting close to your husband, look at, at him. Uh, are you looking at me, Karo? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Don't answer this question, but you are free to laugh. Where were you during the time you were courting, and where was your husband? Some of these guys bought tickets to come and just see your face. Praise the Lord. Now, anybody who has laughed is a victim of that. Some of these people sought for permission from the place of work. I've got some very important business I have to conduct over this weekend. Please, give me one more day. That business was you. That's why you are in that home. Praise the Lord. That boson that was attracting that man is the one we are talking about today. Praise the Lord. Men take extreme measures to see that they go and visit their 
the ladies that they are courting. This is the thing that we are talking about. To what pain do you go to see that you are in the presence of God? Do you take it as a light matter? When you are quoting your, your friend and she said, I have not been feeling well. What happened to you? You wanted to be there. The problem with you is that you only want God to come when you are in that situation. But God wants to relate with you even in the good times also. Praise the Lord. There are people who are very, very, very faithful in time of trouble to be in the presence of God. They never miss. But as soon as things are good, Lord, give me two minutes. I just want to do a few things here. I'll be, I'll be back. That is not the kind of relationship we are talking about. Praise the Lord. I want us to go through some people in the Bible who have had a close relationship with God and want to see what God has been doing in their lives. Related to our own lives and see where are we. Are we tapping into, this, into these things that God has set aside for us? Noah. Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. Praise the Lord. Uh, I know you, you can read further because of time. I want us to zero in on this. This man was righteous. Praise the Lord. One of the qualities of men who desire to be in the presence of God, to relate to God, is righteousness. And somebody preached here some time back, I think it's about three or four weeks, and said, righteousness is a way of life. Praise the Lord. Righteousness is a way of life. If you remember Enoch, he was walking with God out of righteousness. Praise the Lord. And Noah walked with God because he was a righteous man. In the midst of a perverted generation, People who did not mind anything to do with God. This man stuck his neck out and said, I will be faithful to God. Praise the Lord. I will be faithful to God. And I told you earlier, it is good to be close to a man who is close to God. If you go through the, uh, the story of Noah, they did not mention about the wife and the children. They did not mention about the animals. Being or close to God. But when the salvation came, these people became beneficiaries of his faithfulness with God. Praise the Lord. They benefited from the fact that they had been close, closely associated with Noah. Now, I'm not saying that now. Every morning, you tell your wife, go and pray. It is three, go and pray. With the express intention that you want to be close to a prayerful person. When you yourself, you are not praying. That is not my intention. Praise the Lord. My challenge is that you and your wife, each one of you, must purpose in their lives. That we want to be close to God. When we begin to develop this, gen this, this relationship with God, 
Each one of us is benefiting from it. Praise the Lord. Our children also are taken on board. Our animals are taken on board. Praise the Lord. Our jobs are taken on board. Why? Because we have got a relationship with God. Praise the Lord. Another thing that we learn from that story, God reveals things, secret things to people he relates with closely. When God was planning to destroy the earth, he did not stand on a mountain and declare that I'm going to destroy the earth. He shared with no. Praise the Lord. Because he was a faithful man. He related to him closely. The intimacy between Noah and God was so tightly knit that God could not hide anything from him. Praise the Lord. After the flood, after the flood, we realized something. Noah came out of the ark. That's chapter 8, 20. He built an altar for God. To worship. Praise the Lord. This man had been very close to God and he had learned one way that he can continue, he can maintain that close relationship with God is to be a worshiper. Praise the Lord. So the man immediately came out of the, the ark. The first thing, he set an altar to worship God. He wanted to cement that relationship with God. He did not want it to, in any should there be any situation that would have compromised him? He did not want you to take advantage of that situation. So he went to worship. Praise the Lord. We look at the second person, and that is Abraham. Genesis 15, 1. Now, this man has been fighting very many wars. God has already called him. There is a relationship with, with God. And he has delivered him from many wars. In verse 1, he says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. This is in the preliminary stages of their relationship. Things have not, have not reached that, that level. Eh? The high level. But you can see God is already closely relating to this man. That means in our relationship, there is not a particular time that now the bell will ring. Then we begin to experience the closeness with God. It is a progressive thing. The more you commit yourself to him, the more he commits himself to you. Praise the Lord. The more you pour yourself to God, the closer he comes to you. Until it reaches a time, every time, he continues to cement that relationship. Until such a time, he is able now to start talking to you and telling you good things. Praise the Lord. If we read the book of, uh, this, we continue. To chapter 18, verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham? Now the name has changed. 
Praise the Lord. Doesn't it happen? The first time you meet a brother from Nigeria, praise the Lord. They greet you, praise the Lord, and you say, praise the Lord. How are you, brother? I'm okay. You part. As you continue interacting with them closely, closely, and your spirits begin to merge, and you begin to fellowship, what is the name they start referring you with? Praise the Lord. M-O-G. Praise the Lord. They start calling M-O-G, how are you? Man of J, how are you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. New names come up. That relationship changes. It takes a new turn. You are no longer Kenneth, you are now M-O-G. Because it is easy to come out of the tongue. Praise the Lord. This complication, Kenneth Butichi, Alubala. No. Emoji. Hallelujah. Emoji. Praise the Lord. That is how we relate. I don't know. I thought Abraham is shorter than Abraham. I'm not talking about fasting. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't know why, you see God, we usually use the short form for friends. But God now says the long form. He says, I love you so much, I want a big name. Praise the Lord. So God changed the name for a reason. Because his relationship with Abraham was taking a new turn. Praise the Lord. And we can see something happening in verse 17. God is about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He does not go... To the people there. He does not go to announce those people. You know. In a few days time. I'll breathe fire on this city. No. He says. I've got a friend in this place. Let me go and visit him. This is the man I fellowship with. This is the man who understands my language. This is the man who feels the same way I feel. And he goes there. I like the way he says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? It is troubling him. This is my friend. Why should I do something secretly without him knowing? He must share in this secret. The relationship has graduated to that level where God is revealing his secrets. Praise the Lord. Verse 23, something again happens. Abraham realizes my relationship with God gives me so much advantage. He begins to negotiate with God. He begins to intercede for Sodom and Gomorrah. He has got a basis upon which he can intercede. Father, because you are my God, I know you love me. You promised me that you will make me into a great nation. On behalf of those people, Lord, if you find 50 righteous men, will you really destroy them? God is a friend of Abraham. He says, no, my friend. The only mistake Abraham made, he got tired of negotiating with God. 
when he reached a certain figure. And then he hesitated. And God was in a hurry to execute his plan. I'm sure later on Abraham was saying, I wish I had just said, if there is only one man. Then he would every, the city would have been saved. So you can see how much privilege you have when you begin to relate with God. He allows you access into his mind. He allows you access into his plans. You begin to share with him the things that he's about to do. And he gives you also an, a privilege of trying to manipulate that plan. He allows you some leeway to begin to negotiate your portion in that plan. Praise the Lord. Your closeness with God will determine how much you are going to tap into him. Your relationship with God is going to determine how far and how much you are going to tap into his presence. He has, the doors are open. He only wants you to come in and tap into that power. Praise the Lord. Joseph, Genesis chapter 37. This is a man again upon whom God's hand was. God had great plans for this man. One day he shows in Madrid. And the brother is carelessly going to share it with the people who don't understand dreams. Praise the Lord. The, the brothers and the, the, the parents, did not, they did not understand these things about dreams. All they know is you snow in the night and wake up. Anything you dreamt in the night, alas, it's a new day. Praise the Lord. But there was this man upon whom God's hand was. And when God gave him, spoke to him through dreams, he made sure that the dream was as vivid as if he was watching a movie. Praise the Lord. He could not rest until he spoke about his dream. And so that he may not doubt, God showed him twice. A dream concerning the same thing, twice. So that he may know that his family, family, family confirmed in the heavens. Praise the Lord. At that time, Joseph did not understand the purpose of God upon his life. That is what happens to us. Praise the Lord. God is speaking to you and to me in various ways. How sensitive are we? The distance between us and God does not allow us to understand, to comprehend what God is doing in our lives. But the closer we begin to move to God, where we have doubts, we will ask, God, what did you mean in this? And He is faithful to explain it to us. Praise the Lord. When He spoke His dreams, the devil set out with a plan to defeat. He came through the brothers. But because God had confirmed it, family, it had to come to pass. Praise the Lord. Many years later, the man finds again himself, if, if, if Joseph was in the present church, the moment he started working in Potiphar's house, as, like many Christians, Joseph would have said, Hallelujah, I have arrived. Praise the Lord. We are so content with things, when God just shows us a glimmer, 
of what he's about to do. Thank you, Jesus. This is wonderful. And we are satisfied. We run away. But he's about to do greater things in our lives. Praise the Lord. This man was there, patient. And he was faithful to God. Why do I say he was faithful? Because through the temptations that he had in that place, he remained faithful to God. His fellowship with God had been so strong that he always remembered, what I'm about to do, will it please God? Is it going to be acceptable in his sight? If no, he will flee. Praise the Lord. In short, this man later, he got to understand that God, God's hand upon him was meant to make him a leader. In this passage, there is the divine favor. A man who is close to God receives divine favor upon his life. Praise the Lord. Now, favor upon your life has no has relevance to your Christian life. Let me put it this way. We can all be Christians here. Born again. Faithful to God. But if God's favor is upon pastor's life, you will see something unique in his life. Above the rest of us. Praise the Lord. We are all being blessed. But there's some unique blessing that is going on in the life of that person upon whose favor he has put. Praise the Lord. So, in Joseph's life, there is favor that is flowing. Later on, we see wisdom. Because when he interprets the dream of Pharaoh, he also offers a solution to that dream. Praise the Lord. He says, now, Pharaoh, do the following. So there is wisdom that comes along with closeness with God. An intimate relationship with God. Praise the Lord. Apart from God realizing his dream in the life of Joseph, he made sure that everything came as he had planned. Daniel is then another character. Daniel is a man upon whose life there is favor. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 16, we see the friends of Daniel also sharing in this favor. Praise the Lord. And we see one thing that comes along with men who are close with God, boldness. The men went, these young men went to the king and told the king, we are not careful to answer you concerning this. Praise the Lord. How do you, you are in captivity. And then you go to the king of the land and tell him, I am not careful to answer you on this. Even if my God is not able to deliver me, I will not bow down to this. That such boldness does not come because of education. Praise the Lord. It comes because of your closeness with God. You are able to defend His name, irrespective of the powers that stand against you. Praise the Lord. In the fire, there is protection. You are close with God, there is protection. A wall of fire around your life. Praise the Lord. That is why when the devil comes into your family, the wall of fire around you will protect you. Praise the Lord. So we see those things flowing in the lives of these people. And I love the verse our brother read here this morning. I, I was just smiling when he was reading it. John 15, chapter 15. 
Praise the Lord. Verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. I stop there. I don't go on. Because there is a full stop. My English teacher told me when there is a full stop you stop. Praise the Lord. You don't pause. You just stop. Now, what does this statement mean? Abide in me and I. I've tried to imagine what illustration I can give. You know, teachers are notorious of trying to give examples. I, I, I really can't really come up with one. But I'm, I'm imagining. I am inside Christ and he is inside me. So when I try to digest this statement, it means you cannot distinguish Christ and me. Are you with me there? Then when you look at Kenneth, you accidentally see Jesus. When you look at, you want to see Jesus, you accidentally see Kenneth. That, that is what I'm getting from this verse. I'm coming back to intimate relationship with God. How are we relating with our God? Is it possible that when men look at me, when men look at you, they see Jesus? Is it true, when men are seeking for Jesus, they accidentally come to me and say, we thought you were Jesus. Not because I want to be worshipped, but because of my life. It reflects the life of Jesus. Because he said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens this door, I will come in and dine with him. Those are deliberate statements God is making, Jesus is making to, to, to confirm to you. He wants to abide inside you and transform you from inside out. Praise the Lord. Until when people look at us, they see somebody different. Praise the Lord. What is the effect of that relationship where men cannot distinguish us from Christ? Verse 15. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father. I have made known unto you. Praise the Lord. When that relationship comes in, nothing, Christ cannot withhold that which God intends for you. My, my language may not sound very right, but I'm saying, you, Christ will always, is, is like, in an urgent mode to pour everything that God is releasing to your life. Praise the Lord. Because you abide in Him. You have graduated from the issue of servant. Now you are a friend. Where the secrets cannot be hidden. Sometimes when you visit people and they want to talk to you, and the maid or the house help comes to serve, they wait until the house help has gone. Then they say, you know what I was telling you? Why? They don't want some things to land in the wrong ears. Praise the Lord. Those things are meant for specific ears. That is the ears of the friend. And that is what God wants to bring, the point God wants to bring us to. To a position of friendship. 
where he shares with us the secret things that are not meant for anybody else. Praise the Lord. If we go down, he says, and you will ask anything in my name. Praise the Lord. When you become a friend, you have the next key to the safe. Praise the Lord. You are the only one who has the second copy. Nobody else. Praise the Lord. He will tell you. If anything gets lost, and then I know it is you. But I'm trusting you. I have one copy, you have another one. There are only two in this world. Praise the Lord. That is what God begins, the position God brings us to. He wants you to share with Him. You have got access to the vault of heaven. He gives you access to the vault in heaven. You can access it because you are a friend. You can access it and tell Him, Lord, I took this one. I took healing from you last night. Yes, I took peace from you when I was being troubled last night. I took joy from you last night, Lord. Because he has given you access to that vault. Praise the Lord. Shall we stand up, please? Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for challenging us in the life of intimacy with you. We pray that each and every soul that has heard this message go, you shall continue to minister to us in diverse ways, O God. Challenge us to the point we shall begin to pour our lives to you. We shall surrender ourselves wholly to you, O God, that our lives will never be the same again. We shall begin to relate to you as friends and not servants, O God. Father, tapping into the secret vaults of heaven, O God, being beneficiaries to the promises of heavenly places, O God, we thank you and we honor thee, for we glorify your holy name tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Even as we remain in an attitude of prayer, let's continue to thank the Lord. Let's continue to thank the Lord for His faithfulness. God has spoken. God has told us His intimate desire, and that is fellowship with you and with me. That's God's desire. Can we just begin thanking Him? Can we just thank the Lord and say, thank you, Father God, that you are my friend. But the question you need to ask yourself is this. Can you be called a friend of God? Do you feel comfortable in God's presence? Ask yourself, how intimate is your fellowship with God? How strong is your boson with God? In Genesis chapter 3 verses 9 and 10, it is written like this. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Is there any sin in you, in your life, that is preventing you from having fellowship with God? If there is, recognize it right now. Tell God that more important than the sin is the fellowship that you want with Him. Tell Him that you desire to have that fellowship. For that fellowship to be restored, nothing to come between you and God. Whatever is that sin, throw it out. Ask God to cleanse you. Ask God. Just hand it over to Him. You can't do anything about your sin. Neither can I. Just hand it over to God and say, God, you take the sin, but I want fellowship with you. 
I want to be in your presence at all times. I want my hands in your hands. Where I walk, you will be with me. And where you take me, I will come with you. Tell God that. Tell God that. Father God, we just want to thank and praise you, Lord Father. Father God, once again, you have revealed your mind to us, Lord. And Father God, we desire to have that fellowship with you, Lord. Father God, so often it is we who move away from you, Lord Father. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that today we will return. There will be a restoration, Lord Father. Father God, cleanse our hearts. Cleanse our minds. Father God, let there be that joy in our heart. Let there be that peace in our heart, Lord. Let there be that hope in our heart, Lord Father. That in your presence, we are everything. We are the people you have meant us to be, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord Father, for your servant whom you have used this day, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you will continue to anoint him. Multi-portions, Lord Father. That in days to come, you will continue to use him to teach us. To reveal to us the truth you have for us, Lord Father. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you, have, you, that you will shower upon him blessings and on his family also, Lord. Father God, we commit every one of us into your hands, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to us, Lord. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that every one of us will respond to you, Lord Father. Father God, even as we depart from this place, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will be with us. You will continue to guide and lead us, Lord Father. You will hold us by our hands and take us out from this place, Lord. The week ahead, our hands will be in your hands, Lord Father. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Go in the fellowship of the Lord.